Welcome to the Q4 Impact Podcast, where we challenge the cultural norms of aging through scripture, story, and conversation. Hello again. I'm back today with the founder of Q4 Impact, Ron Regenstreich, and we will be tackling part two of our topic, Always Growing. But before we dive in, I want to encourage anyone who may not have already listened to part one to be sure to go back to last week and listen, because it was in that that we laid the foundation of why this is so important. So Ron, welcome back. Good to be back and uh, good to be tackling this conversation because I'm uh, in the midst of wanting to be always growing. So glad to do this. And today we do want to get a little more practical. Um, Like I said, last week was the foundation, but there's something that is on my heart that I want to share before we, we dive into some of the more practical suggestions. And that is that anyone listening really understand that our hope and desire is that this would all be filtered through a lens of realizing God's amazing love and grace for you personally. Because if you have found yourself in the fourth quarter of life, or even let's say the third quarter of life, and have perhaps let your foot off the gas pedal and realize that you are not pursuing the Lord with all that is within you, heart, soul, and mind, we don't want anyone to feel judged. We don't want anyone to feel shamed. What we do desire is that you would be motivated through these conversations to just fan into flame what the Holy Spirit has already begun and has formed in you to this point in your life. Ron, is there anything else you want to share on that topic? Yeah, there's a real fine line between, you know, feeling judged, but but being convicted, you know, or feeling like uh, inspired to make some changes. And so I think we're going to be often talking about things that are, are going to be bouncing back in between those two things. And obviously we're not here to to uh, to judge people, but we really are here to challenge people and inspire people. And so uh, I hope that's why you're listening. You want to be inspired and you want to grow and you want to apply you know godly principles to your life. Absolutely. And I think having the right filter, especially as we get into some of the practical things I know you and I are going to talk about today. It's so important because we want it to be a godly conviction for change, not something that would be received that would be discouraged, discouraging to us, or that would cause us to get defensive. And so our posture is so important when we begin looking at how we are to grow. How's my posture, Suze? <laughs> You're looking good. Let's dive in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I think a, a place to start, perhaps, is um, that ta- it's easy to talk about something, or it's easy to say something, and and it's and what I mean by that is, you know, we can say anything, and and I'm have worked very hard, especially these last 20, 30 years. I want what I say to to match how I live. And and so that's the aim is to 
you know, here we are, we're representing the Lord. We're, we're those of us following Jesus have prayed a prayer of confessing our sin and wanting to give him our lives. And that's what our lives should reflect. And so, you know, it's one thing to have the doctrine and the theology set. It's another thing for our lives to match up what that theology is. And so that's a lot of what we're going to dive into today. So true. Ron, before you do that, it makes me think of um, really one of the biggest criticisms that I think that the church as a whole and Christians more specifically um, receive, and that is that of hypocrisy. And I think what you've just touched on, it's so easy to say so many things and ascribe to so many truths that we do know in Scripture. And as they say, the proof is in the pudding with how those are lived out in our lives. So let's talk about a way that we can begin assessing our lives. And I think the best way to begin is to to have some a, a realism a realism about who we are and how we're doing to 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 assess ourselves a, a willingness to 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 just be honest about you know uh, there are things about me that I think are pretty good and then there are things about me that sometimes are not so good and so. I wanna, I wanna hold the, I wanna walk in the light. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to not just focus on the parts I'm good at, or not just be engaged in talking about the things that I love to talk about or the interests that I have. But I want to, to be able to be willing to say, what are the things in me that you know need need work need need God to, to shape to help me you know where where are the blind spots where are the and and so not that we're trying to you know have everyone just focus on what are my problems and but it, it's it's both it's it's being able to be accurate about assessing you know where we're at and to be able to come to the Lord you know in our times of prayer and say, God, you know, what what do I need to work on, Lord? What what would you have me to see about myself for so that we're seeing we're seeing the the whole of of who we are, not just an angle. What are some specific areas you could suggest for that type of assessment as we lay ourselves bare before the Lord and perhaps even before another trusted advisor? Yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I love spending time with the Lord alone. I really do. And I say that, and then i faced with, well, how much time am I spending alone with the Lord? And is my time match up with what I say? And mm-hmm. sometimes it does, and then on occasion I've seen that boy, this morning I just I did this and this before my quiet time, and then something happened and it pulled me away, and it wound up where my quiet time got shrunk in half to what I you know feel is a good amount of time for me to spend, 
And so there's this kind of battle for my time in the morning. And I'm like, Lord, help me just to really put you first and really spend that time with you and and be praying about the things that uh, I should be praying about. You know, even, you know, this is, this is, a, this could be a hard one for people to hear. You know, how often do we see on social media or we hear, oh, I'm praying for you? Mm -hmm. Are you? You know, that's sometimes I feel like yeah. some really when, when did you, when did you pray for me? Or you're, are you just saying I'm praying for you? You know, that's an example. You know, someone shares something with us. Are we ones that really do go before God and and present someone's challenges before him? That's that's kind of what that's a good place to to begin to start. Well, you know, what what the the basic, the the foundational elements of our faith, you know, are we spending time with Jesus? How do we feel about our devotional life, about our our time in the word? Is it, you know, how would we, what grade would we give ourselves? Are, are we thriving in that or are we struggling? Yeah. And I think it's so fitting that you went immediately to the area of devotional life to include such things as time in God's word and prayer, because as we spoke in the first part of this series, the foundation really is our pursuit of the Lord and growing in him. And so it's fitting that we start there. Are there other areas that you believe um, are helpful to assess as we have a mindset to always be growing in the Lord and in the way our lives are lived for him? You know, I I think that's such a important beginning point of you know, our personal devotional life, which I would include, you know, our our amount of time and the priority of of scripture in our lives. And and, you know, I, I would say, like, why do I say that? You know, so sometimes I imagine having these conversations where, you know, you say, like, well, I've already read the New Testament like ten times, twenty times. In my case, I probably have read it a hundred times. And so like, why you keep reading it? Like you read it already. You know? Well, the reason I keep reading it is because it's alive and it's, it contains in it God's words. And as I read them, I'm, I'm being encouraged yeah. and I'm being built up and I'm being reminded and I'm being challenged and, and it's, it's life. It's, you know, scripture word is described as you know, it's the water of life. It's it's the truth. It's it's it helps walk us down the path of life. So, you know, this is such a big topic. You know, so scripture. You know, prayer. Are we involved in church? Are we fellowshipping? You know, sharing our faith. You know, those just elementary things. Oftentimes, you know. You know, the answer to that isn't what we really would like the answer to be. And so, uh, you know, Suze, I, I really, I really want to encourage people to, to be honest about where they're at. Not, not so they can, you know, give themselves a bad grade or to walk around, you know, all bummed out, 
to to just to hunger, to pray, God, help me be more than I am. Help me to pursue you. Help me to, to keep growing and keep becoming more and more like Jesus. And so what are the things that, what are the ingredients to making that happen? Yeah. And I love that you bring up the need for honesty and just the transparency and the humility that that requires before the Lord to to really lay ourselves bare and let him show us where perhaps our words that come so easily and so readily, if we have any knowledge of scripture, uh, whether they are consistent with the way that our hours are spent and our words when we're not in church are spoken and what's happening in our in our families. But I want to shift a little bit. Something you said um, just stood out to me, and that was in the context of devotional life, being in the church, being in community. And I think this is another key element of growth. We cannot grow alone. Yes, we can assess ourselves. We can um, allow the Holy Spirit to reveal things, but we are made to be in fellowship. We are made to rub. And as scripture talks about that iron sharpening iron. So let's talk a little bit about that element of continuing to grow in our lives. I think in looking back over the course of my 50-year journey so far, uh, you know, the, much of the most meaningful experiences where I, I think are encouraged to grow the most is when I'm in small groups, mm-hmm. when I'm meeting maybe sometimes with just one person, one-on-one, and that person knows me, and I've been willing to bear my soul to that person and share with that person my failures and and then have that person speak into my life and of course you can't do that with anybody just anybody you you have to you have to be careful of who you select to be close to you someone who you know holds loyalty and has a deep character and and so and I have and I and I was look for for men especially that I can have that relationship with. And, and I have a number of them. In fact, this morning I was on a Zoom uh, with uh, some some of my closest men friends and we share together things that you know we're struggling with and, and allow for them to speak into our, our lives and to question us and, and to challenge us. So you can't do this by yourself and you need friends and trusted ones that'll say, you know, G. Ron, I don't know if you are aware of this, but, you know, you were kind of grouchy or, or you said something you probably shouldn't have said. Or, so we need, we need help. We need fellowship. We need friendships. We definitely do. And someone may be listening to what you just said, thinking, well, great for him. He's got multiple guy friends that he can connect with. And I think in some ways you're that unusual guy because in my experience and even being part of the church, men don't tend to do it as well. It's a lot harder to make those connections. It's a lot harder to open up and be vulnerable and let others have that place of accountability. Women can tend to do it a little more naturally. 
um, just because of the the way God made us and the circles in which we move in fellowship, but um, it's still a choice. And so I want to say that for the individual listening who may say, well, I don't have that, um, male or female, there are other ways to go about getting that. And I know you and I both have benefited from working with a life coach. I am a life coach. I work with people um, that allow there to be a trusted place to discuss ways to to grow and to foster um, just the changes that they seek in their lives. And it also provides accountability. So there's more than one way to skin a cat in this area when we choose to have the mindset of always growing. Well, it, it's very connected to what we, we started talking about is, is that we have to be willing to recognize that, hmm, I don't have a lot of trusted friends. I wonder why. You know, what is it about me that doesn't attract men, quality men to be friends with? Mm -hmm. And and it's never too late. It's not late, too late to start to recognize, well, maybe there's some habits I have that turn people off or that push people away. And maybe I'm not the kind of guy that others want to be with. Well, so do I just say, okay, well, that's the way I am and I'm just not going to ever have friends? Or do I say, okay, I'm going to really try to learn about why this is true about me and be willing to make changes and to learn how to become a friend and and to become a, a man that others would want to be with. And that's a that's a great example. It is. It is a good example and a good challenge if someone is feeling themselves in that spot. I want to jump ahead a little bit. So let's say there has been personal assessment um You've gotten input from others, um, honest input from others. You are feeling fairly aware of strengths and weaknesses, passions, desires. Now what? What do we do with all of that in this pursuit of always growing? You know, I, I think if you were, I, you're asking me that question, I'm going to answer, you know, how, what I would do with it. Well, I want not just you. I want ideas that other people may latch on. You may be a good example, but there's probably more than you. Yeah, I mean, I that would be a, a, a great conversation to have in prayer. Lord, now that I have, now that I'm seeing things, what should I do next? You know, what what's a plan for me going forward? How do I, how do I, you know, change? How do I grow? in this area. So certainly you know, there's this, you know, talking to God about it. And then someone might say, well, Ron, that might be easy for you. You talk to God and you seem to get some answer, but I never get an answer, you know? So, uh, and I understand feeling that way as well. Well, that's when you go to a friend or you go to someone maybe that isn't a friend, but is someone that you respect. And, and you say, hey, Bill, hey, Tom, hey, Joe, you know, could we have breakfast together? Could we, could we meet for coffee somewhere? I, I, I need to get some advice. I don't think if you were to ask 10 people that question, uh, <laughs> the, 
the majority of them I, are going to make time for you. It, again, it means stepping out of your comfort zone. Maybe you've never done that before. You're not used to doing it. Well, that's a part of growing. Growing means doing something you probably never did before or you weren't good at. Oh, well, now you're going to want to get good at it. So, so, you know, do that. Yeah. Last week, you used the example of at age 69, uh, volunteering to serve at a Johnny and Friends retreat and um, coming alongside a young man with a disability. So that was an example of, of always growing. You had maybe assessed you have the strength, both physically as well as the skills necessary to be able to do that with patience and compassion. And um, so it sometimes takes that creativity and then initiative to step out of our comfort zones to do something. So last week, we talked a lot about this mindset linking with serving. So how do we take the, the strengths and weaknesses we've now recognized, our passions? How do we, I'm not even sure there's a, a one answer, but how do we begin to say, okay, this is how that can be reflected in the way that I fit in with the body of Christ and serve. You know, Susan, anytime we serve, I think, I would say almost any time or every time we serve, there's a cost. Mm. And that's the part of the danger of what we've talked about previously. Not everything that's valuable is, is comfortable. That's and you, you have to be willing to make a sacrifice to get something of value. So I didn't, the, this young man that I got to be with didn't come to my house and follow me around, you know, all day long. I had to drive four or five hours. I had to miss, you know, a show or a sporting event that one of the grandchild was in. You know, I had to sleep in a cabin that's not, as comfortable as my bed. I had to pack. I had to be in the midst of people I didn't know. And, and so there's a price to pay for anything that that is of value. And I think that's a great element of growing, is growing means seeking after things of value. And when we do that, we have to be willing to pick up our cross, deny yourself, and follow him. Didn't someone once say that? I think they know who. <laughs> and I think the, the point that I take from hearing you say that is that, again, it is so tied to what we believe and in our pursuit of growth, because there are many people who do not know the Lord that would have this mindset and agree, but what we're talking about with always growing is to whom our hearts are bent to obey and to fulfill his call and purpose for our life and to always be growing in him. You know, there's so many things to get attached to as we get older. And, and uh, you know, one of the things I've had to get used to is that I am madly in love with my grandchildren. Like, I just, like, they just, uh, I, and yet I'm 
thousands of miles away for most of them. And, you know, one of them's in college, another one's a bunch of them are in high school. And I don't get to be with them as much as I would like, you know. And so I have to just to be able to say, well, I'll get to be with them as much as I can, but it's not going to be as much as I'd want to. And and so you what what the reason I use that as an example is because I'm the Lord is always available mm-hmm. to me. And he's never, you know, too busy or he's he's not doing something else that I can't approach him. And not only is he always available, but he's always willing to be with me as I try to learn something or do something or invest in something, he's always going to partner with me as long as I'm doing something that's, you know, in his will and not some crazy thing. Um, and so God is, is infinitely always available to us to help us grow into his image and will never be disappointed by seeking him will never ask for I, I I'm gonna butcher this verse of scripture if I try what, what is it we ask for a fish and we get a what's the verse do you know that he will not give you a snake or a stone yeah yeah he it's always the other way around it's always he meets us and gives us more than we really imagined we would get out of doing something or and and so you know that's the invitation is to take this season of your life which is the last season and just turn up the spigot full force and say i'm going to pursue god way more than i did even when i was younger and wow if we had a bunch of seasoned men and women doing that i think great things would happen I agree. And I get excited just watching your enthusiasm as you talk about these things. So I hope that those listening, even if they're only listening and not watching, feel that same enthusiasm uh, from your voice and are exhorted and encouraged by this very practical encouragement that we've provided today. Any final thoughts, Ron? You know, I think we're ending on a good on a good no- note. Let's be transformed into his likeness just right to our our final days. Yes, and never stop growing in him. Thanks everyone for listening today. We hope you have been encouraged and next week we hope you'll join us when we will be discussing decision making. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Q4 Impact podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so you continue receiving encouragement and practical tips on how to live your fourth quarter continually impacting the world around you for Christ.